Okay, so here we go. Chris, how would you define a maverick? How would I define a maverick? Um, do, 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 do. So I would define a maverick as somebody who has a blatant disregard to the rules. Okay. Likes to do things their way. They create more energy and more buzz. And often they often have a certain mischievousness about them that just makes them more engaging and fun. Thank you. Why do you think you're a maverick? Oh, I didn't know I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said yes to the interview, so by that I'm I'm assuming that you're game on. I think I think what happened was I was I was um I was put forward to the interview by somebody who thought I was a maverick. Okay. But um but why would I be well I you know, I've I suppose I've been working in creative and innovation industries for some time. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I tend to break the rules. I've got my own business, which is all about helping big companies break the rules. Okay. And my belief is I, I wouldn't be very good at doing that unless I did it myself. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. The London all School right. of Economics developed a maverickism scale. So I'm going to give you seven statements. You just need to say true, false, can't decide. Okay. People tell me that I'm a maverick. True. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. True. I'm lucky. Okay. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. True. I am much more productive than other people. Oh, don't know. I have very unusual talents. True. I am generally underestimated by people. False. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. Uh, oh, that's that's two different questions, isn't it? Different, differently, yes. Better than everyone else? I don't know. Okay. Why do you do things differently, Chris? I tend to find that I think differently to a lot of people I meet. Okay. So when I see things, I see it differently, and then my processing tends to be uh, different to the norm. It's okay. not particularly linear or sequential or um, just logical. Yeah. Okay. Does doing things differently require certain skills? And if so, what are they? Um... Yes, I think I think doing things differently, you basically play to your your strengths, and my strengths tend to be quite um, extreme. For example, I can't think unless I'm moving. Okay. Um, and and I tend to be quite visual as well, and therefore, you know, whether that's that, that's not really a skill, that's just something that mm. is part of my makeup, and okay. therefore. You know, I play to that and I make sure that I've got lots of light, lots of fat pens and I can roam around when I'm doing stuff. Okay, okay. What are the challenges to being a maverick? Um, I think, well, working with others 
Yeah. Because um, if, if you're doing things differently, you have to be quite empathetic to be able to work with others and, and actually get them to compliment you. Yeah. I think um, often it's a bit lonely because just by definition of who you are and what you do, mm-hmm. um, it's quite hard to have people with you all the time supporting and complimenting what you do. Mm-hmm. So I think I've got that. I think I think um, growing and, and developing is is harder for a maverick after a while because again you tend to get yourself into places where you tend to be a, a bit on your own. Yes. And often often people don't feel com- comfortable enough about giving you feedback. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. Interesting that one, isn't it? What aspects of yeah. your character? Influence your maverick approach. What aspects of my character? Okay, so um, I tend to be uh, quite polarizing in the way I get my energy. So I'm quite extrovert at times, but then I have to become quite introverted, reflective to balance it. <laughs> right. So, so what that means is I'm, I'm almost driven to go and get external stimulus, and, and then actually to reflect. Because yeah. that's just kind of in my nature of how I keep my energy going. Okay. Um, I think um, I get bored really easily. Mm-hmm. So um, I couldn't do the same thing for a long time. Yeah. Which just naturally means that you, you tend to experiment quite a lot. Yes. Um, which makes a big difference. I, I, love, um, I love to put myself under pressure. So I'm I'm a big one for just saying I'm going to do, do something and yeah. tell everyone that I have to. Yes. And, um, yes. And, and that seems to work quite well for me because because it means that you've you've always got to keep pushing yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another one of mine is I'm fascinated by people and um, the more extraordinary they are in their gifts and skills and what they they do with them. Yeah. The more fascinated I am. So I I, I love to almost collect friends. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who keep me sharp, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think, are you born a, born or bred a maverick? Um, it's interesting. My mother would say you're born it. Right. Because she thinks I was just always a bit different. Yeah. Um, I, but I also know that my behaviours have been developed and reinforced the more I've done the work that I've done. Okay. So I think, I think there's an element of it that's, that's quite genetic, but it's definitely a learnt behaviour too. Okay, thank you. Do you think your childhood in any way impacted on you being a maverick? I think um, my, my childhood was a very kind of straightforward... Well, I, mean, I, was, I was very logic-based all my life. Mm-hmm. And I was very analytical. Um, and I was even in the army at the age of 16. Right, OK. So, you know, that would be quite a linear, rationale. Very much. Thing. But what I did, confidence. Right. Because uh, I used to perform as well. Yeah. So I got quite a lot of confidence. And I think confidence is very important to be a maverick. Yes. OK. Were your parents mavericks? Um, I think my father was, yes. Okay. Mavericks often have unusual talents. 
What would you say yours are? Um, I think most of my unusual talents are all to do with my massive hippiness. Okay. So I'm 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 a, I, I read energy and people and right. feel things intuitively. Okay. Um, and I do the same with ideas. It's there's a there's you know it depends on how you def- define things, but you know if you believe in kind of we're all one and infinite consciousness is what connects us all up. I seem to be able to tap into that kind of energy relatively easily, and therefore. Um, I can get myself out of, you know, the, the, the difficulty and the humdrum life that we often experience when we're all, all about earning the dollar. Yes. And I can kind of step back from that quite a bit, and, and therefore I think that helps me get different perspectives. Thank you very much. How do you see rules? Well, I, 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 they're fascinating, aren't they? They're basically, they're, they're what bend up our perspective of who we are and what's, what's possible and what's not. Mm-hmm. And they're often established by people we shouldn't be listening to. So I think... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh out loud. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think, I think they're, they're there to be tested and challenged and pushed. Okay. And, um, uh, but they're really interesting to dig under, aren't they? Yeah. Like if, you, if, you, if, you, if you land in India for the first time and you look at the way people drive over there, yeah. you can feel quite tw- twitchy and unsafe because they're, they're, the rules of the road are very different to how they are here. Yeah. You give it a day and it feels perfectly normal. Normal, exactly. So, yeah. so you know, there's no such thing as, as a real rule, is there? No, that's a really good example, Chris. Thank you. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business or was there a particular trigger? I'm really lazy. So (laughs) I've always wanted to cheat the system. Right. So ever since I can remember when I've done any any type of work, even when I was in the army, I'd always try and find a different way of doing it so that it was easier. Okay. Okay. Are you always a maverick, or do you choose to be so at times? I, I think there are times that it just naturally comes out, and there's no way of avoiding it. Okay. I think there are some times that what happens is, if your identity is such that you get rewards for it, you yeah. push it a bit more. So there are times where you know I know it'd be a lot easier to just do it normally. Yeah. I go, Joe, I'll dig deep. That's not part of the brand, is it? So I think there's right. a bit of both. But, the, but it's interesting because I think the, the brand came without choice. Yes. But now I choose to reinforce it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes complete sense, actually. And is this choice a conscious or unconscious decision? Um, well, I think it's a bit of both again. Okay, okay. I think most of the time it's, it's, it's going to be unconscious because it's just what happens all the time. time. And therefore, you don't sit down and make a decision. But every now and again... When it's a bit tough, I think it becomes conscious. Okay, thank you. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? The advantages is that it's just way more fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you you pinch yourself all the time going, I can't believe I'm getting away with it. Yeah. And uh, and that's great. And it's never dull and... um, and actually, you do achieve, you can achieve some, some amazing results by doing it. Okay. Um, so those are, that, that sort of stuff is all the advantages. The disadvantages are, I think, 
that it takes quite a lot of energy to keep it up. Yes. Um, and therefore, you've really got to make sure that you're doing stuff that you love and you're working with people who are amazing and all that. Because because w- without that, it's too much energy from just you. Yes. I, I think I think the disadvantage also is this growth and development thing can be tough. Yeah. Um, the fact that you know every couple of years you just want to sell up and move abroad or you know yes. just you know put a chip shop on the moon or you know that, yeah that yeah afterwards a bit destabilizing yeah. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. True, true. Are there situations when being a maverick is positively harmful? I think it all comes down to intent and um, awareness. Because I think you can be a maverick and be an absolute dick and yeah. upset lots of people and actually do it for the sake of doing it as opposed to the benefit. And... Um, then I think that can be that can be difficult. Okay. And if you know what, if you're if you're running a business and people rely on you and they they're looking at you for some security and you know to be able to pay off their mortgages, you don't want to take risks with other people's livelihoods every day. No, true. True. Um, however, however, um, as long as you you know you're aware of your impact and you're doing things with the right intent, mm. I think it would be very rare for a maverick to to really be anything but. Interesting and fun. Yes. Has age and experience altered your maverick approach? And if so, how? I have a lot more faith. Okay. I think it was a wing and a prayer when I was younger. Yeah. And and, and now I've, um, I've, I suppose, through years of proving that it works, mm. I'm just a lot more confident just to try it in lots of different areas where I have no expertise. Awesome. So, so that, that certainly is, is improved. Okay. What aspects of your life are you most maverick in? Um, I think, well, well, number one, business full stop. I, I like to take risks with business. Okay. I like to do different business models. I like to do things that are pretty cheeky. Yeah. Um, I, I really do like working where I sit down at the end of the day and go, I can't believe I got away with that again. Okay. Um, and actually, it's turned out much better than I expected it to. I right. love those. Those are great fun. Yeah, those are good uh, days. Yeah, I have, I, have, <laughs> I have quite a few of those. So business quite a bit. But in life as well, you know, I mean, I, mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm uh, massively mad for it, but a lot of people think, you know, I moved my whole family out three hours from London uh, without any idea where we were going, what the schools were like, right. how business was going to work. I couldn't afford the house we moved to. Right. Um, I, you know, I do lots of weird hippie experimenting. Um, I like to travel to interesting places. So, you know, I think, I think it's more of a kind of attitude of life. Yes. Really. Um, okay. Okay. So, what aspects of your of your life are you least maverick in? Um, I'm least maverick in. I suppose um, that's, a good, that's a good question. I suppose I'm least least maverick in love, really. You know, I'm a traditionist. I waited till I found someone I fell in love with, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine being with anyone else. That's quite traditional, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm quite happy with it. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm glad to hear that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure she's glad as well. 
Um, so. What aspects of your business are you least maverick in? Um, well, I suppose, um, I think there are certain things that just end up being a bit less of a place where I play. So the things I'm less interested in are things like money and law and stuff like that. <laughs> Do you, you have no idea how many people say that. <laughs> but then, but then, therefore, I don't innovate around them a great deal. Yeah. So it's, just, it's not my passion. Yeah. Um, you know, you tick the box, don't you? Yeah, or you find a man who knows how to tick the box and you don't even have to think about it. Exactly, yeah. Okay, how do you balance being a maverick with home life? Uh, I'm not sure that there's, there is a balance. I think they're, they're all part of, um, of you self-expressing. Okay. And therefore, therefore, I think, you know, I, I don't understand these people who are kind of different at work to how they are at home. It's kind of... It seems inauthentic to me, so I'm I'm me in whatever I do. Yeah, which may well be annoying to my family, but that's <laughs> <just> reality. <laughs> Is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? I don't know about legacy, but if um, the one thing that keeps driving me is yeah, I hate the idea of wasting life. Right. If one thing fills me with dread, yeah. it would be to say. I've wasted minutes, hours, years of my life not living as fully as I could. Okay. And I think part of living fully is creating some positive impact on the planet. Definitely. So I think part of that is legacy. Okay. And is that correlated to um, give back in any way? Uh, yeah, I definitely want the world to spin slightly differently as a result of what I'm doing. Okay. And the spin is about people living better lives. Okay, thank you. Do your ethics and values then impact on being a maverick, do you think? Yes. Okay. Mavericks tend to be risk takers, Chris. What's yeah. the biggest risk you've taken in business to date? Um, well, I suppose, I suppose set, setting up on my own in the middle of a recession yeah. Um, yeah. and trying to do something... It's called Upping Your Elvis. Yes. Okay, so tell me more about that then. Uh, well, you know, basically, but it's, it's a simple principle of the business. It was inspired by Bono when he's doing his third world debt campaign. Right. He's going to organisations and ask, who's Elvis around here? Right, okay. Uh, which I love as a question, because you're basically saying, who here is a bit of a maverick, right? Yes, exactly. Who here shines a bit more brightly and gets some stuff done? And I fundamentally believe everyone can be a bit more Elvis. So that's the business and that's what we do. We help companies get more, more Elvis going on. Okay. Uh, so the kind of maverick thing is very dear to my heart. Wonderful. How many ventures have you taken in the past five years? Now, this depends because with some people I'm interviewing, they're serial entrepreneurs, they're setting up company after company. But Or it can be somebody who's been, like if you've been working with upping your Elvis for more than five years, it'll just be, it'll be the projects and stuff you've done. Well, if it's projects that we've done, mm. um, somewhere between 50 and 75. Wow. I guess. Okay, so what would you consider... Are the characteristics of a successful venture success, according to Chris? Um, it all depends on on the way that you envisage that success, doesn't mm -hmm. it? So, 
you know, if we're doing a change program, we just, you know, we've done a change program for ITV recently. Right. Um, who have, you know, the, the, the commercial guys have never been nominated for an award or right. been generally liked in the marketplace. And right. since we've worked with them, they've won two awards and are making a shed load more cash. So for them, that was significant success. Yeah. I'm interested in the fact that people get out of bed in the morning loving what they do now. Yes. They used yes. to have a pretty, pretty miserable time. So, each brief is different, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I think you've got to have to do the, the work and be asked back again and again. There has to be a commercial success as yes. well as for me a a humanity success. And okay. I think the best ones are when they both come through. Awesome. Of the of the fifty to seventy five projects you've done, according to your definition of success, what percentage was successful? Um, to the level that I like it, mm. um, probably about 10. Okay. But that's because I beat myself up on standards. Yeah. Every, every one of those projects, the client's been happy. Okay, okay. So, the, you know, they're, they're all pleased with it, but yeah. I always know that we can push it further. Further, yeah. What did you do that makes the venture successful? Live it. Okay, nice, simple, concise. Of the ones that you deemed that were unsuccessful, if that's the word we want to use here, what would you consider was the main reason for that failure? Um, I'd say energetic alignment. Okay, explain energetic alignment for me. So I think that there are certain situations where a project is right. And okay. there are certain ones when actually it'd be better not to quite start. Right, got you. So, for example, I did some work with an organisation who are fantastic and they're doing amazing, world-changing stuff. Okay. But they're, they're evolving so quickly, no one knows who's doing what from one day to the right. next, or indeed got what you. their overall goals are. And yeah. therefore, if it's changing that much, yeah, my work doesn't take root as well as in a place that's a, a little bit more solid. Okay, okay. As a maverick, what are you afraid of? Being normal. <laughs> um, no fear there. Um, <laughs> how important is team to you as a maverick? It's a really good question. Um, it's a really good question because there are times I love being on my own and having no responsibility and no accountability for other people. Right. Um, and there are times that um, that I really need team and want team. Yeah, okay. Um, so what, I think early startup, I love just doing it on my own. It's right. Wonderful. Um, but then after a while, it's really nice to have some people around to do some heavy lifting with you. Yeah. How many people are there in your team just out of interest? Uh, there's only five of us full time. Okay, okay. Do, yeah. you, do you draw upon other mavericks in any way? I'd say that all the people I work with, okay. I need to find that direction. Okay. Most, of them, most of them don't want jobs. Yep. Okay. 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 Question for you. How and where did you get your permission to be a maverick? I don't think anyone gets permission. I think you, you push it yeah. and realise that it works and then you claim permission. But, uh, you know, 
no one's going to hand it to you. No. I no. think the only the only thing is that I remember early on as a child is my dad just going, as long as you as long as you trying, as long as you're leaning in and going for it, you can't lose. Um, and, and therefore, just keep punting stuff. Okay. Okay. Which was good advice, but beyond that, I think you just wrestle it. Okay. Does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership? Yes. How so? Um, well, for me, leadership is business. So actually, if you're if you're being a maverick, yeah, then you have to be leading in a different way. Okay. And um, and for me, you know, creative leadership. Yeah, is is basically what I believe in is necessary because you can't you can't expect to do what you've done and still win. Yeah, um, you know, as a mate of mine who runs Diageo Africa says, you know, if if you're thinking smartly and you're logical, you know, you may well get to six out of ten, but you'll never win with six out of ten. The only way to get to ten out of ten is to do things differently, and that involves some risk and, and yeah. creative leadership. Yeah. And I fundamentally believe in that. That takes me nicely to the next question. Is is being a maverick related to creativity? And if so, how? So you've already explained about the creative leadership. In any other ways? Um, well, yeah. I mean, basically, maverick is about breaking rules. It's about yep. doing things differently. And okay. therefore, to do things differently, you've got to be creative. You have to think in ways that are a bit more novel and unique. And, okay. Um, but not only think it, do it. Because... For me, a maverick is somebody who likes to experiment yes. and try things out. And they don't sit in their room thinking and strategizing for months on yeah, end. Yeah, they just want to get out there and jump. Exactly. Right. What about innovation? In your mind, how does being a maverick, how is being a maverick related to innovation? Well, if, if being a maverick and being Elvis and being a creative leader is, is, um, is the kind of the fuel, mm. then I think innovation is, is like the process that it fuels. Okay. So so innovation for me is it's just about basically, you know, getting good insight and being creative with it and doing something new and different. Um, and th- that is is like what you do. Yeah. But the, the creative leadership is how you are to make that happen. Happen. Yeah, that makes sense. Are there any career choices that you regret as it relates to your potential as a maverick? I don't think I regret anything. Yeah. I think I think I was um, there were moments that my development was slower okay. and there were times that it was faster. Right. Interestingly, I thought that my my time as an early graduate a trainee um, was a slower time than it was a bit later on. Okay. So I think I would like to have gone somewhere that pushed me a bit earlier. Okay. But quite frankly, I learned a lot about people then. Yeah. I just learned a lot less about business. So, okay. So, you know, no regret. No, not a regret. Yes. Okay. I love the singing, by the way. That's a bonus. <laughs> Is there anyone who's a maverick that inspires you? Now, it doesn't have to be somebody famous. It's anybody that inspires you. I know, yeah, loads of people who inspire me. Um, uh, yeah, it's pretty constant. I So, my, so my, one of my latest sources of, of inspiration is food. I'm quite into my food. Yeah. And I don't know if you know Mark Hicks, um, no. a, a restaurateur. I was out for dinner with him on Friday and 
I love the way he thinks. So he's got all these restaurants in London. Right. He, he brings together all his chefs every Tuesday, chucks out random ingredients, and they have a cooking competition. Yeah. And they can't use those ingredients to cook anything they've cooked before. It has to right. be fresh each time. Okay. Okay. And, I, and I'm just like, that is that's brilliant. Yeah, that's, that's a way to keep people on their toes. And often, you know, there's about six chefs, often a couple of those dishes will go on the menu that week. Right. So I, you know, I like people that just to go, look, how can we, you know, it's, he could so easily just have his standard 10 recipes and just do them week in, week out. But yeah. he goes, nah, we're up for playing. And I love that. I, definitely. Playing is good. I like, I like that concept. Yeah. I'm, I'll tell you a bit about that in a minute. Who is someone in your life that makes all the difference? Who makes all the difference? Yep. My missus. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> what do you have to suffer because you're a maverick? Sanity. <laughs> I've not laughed out loud in interviews. This is great. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, it, it, you can go. get a bit mad with it because... Yeah. The problem is it's very difficult to be comfortable. It's very difficult to go, actually, this is this is enough what I'm doing. Yeah. You, you just can't be happy with it. So, therefore, you're always pushing. And um, and I'd love to, one day, I would love to have the experience to sit back and go, actually, that was enough. <laughs> it would be really nice. Um, ju- just, just to help you on your journey, Chris, that's never going to happen, mate. No. Okay. No. What motivates you as a maverick? Uh, well, I think I think that thing about me saying I, I hate the idea of wasting time, yeah. um, wasting life, that's a big part of it. Um, yeah. I, I, again, the boredom thing is a part of it. Mm-hmm. I think um, I just have way more fun um, yes. trying to do things differently and than, than do things in an established way. Okay. I'm, I'm, I personally feel as if I'm... I think when, when we're at work, we just get trapped in being somebody we're not. So... Yeah. We tend to conform to the culture. We tend to socialise the norms mm-hmm. and emulate the leaders. And the next thing you know, you're not being yourself. And actually, all you're trying to do is get through your work and yeah. just make the money and live for the weekend. And I, and I think that's just a crying shame. And um, I think, you know, if you think that a third of our days on this planet are work days, if we're not really living those those work days, we're not living life. We're so, not. You know, Completely concur with you. Okay. Do you like being a maverick? Yeah, I do. Why is being a maverick important? Um, it's oh. just, I, I think, one, it keeps moving things along. So without mavericks, our yes. society would not be where it is now. True. Because okay. they're the ones that, that come up with great ideas, push things forward, challenge the rules and the norms, mm-hmm. say, hey, Mr. Politics, that's rubbish. Yeah. And they, you know, they keep agitating. Okay. Um, so I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not really sure I know how to be anything else. Fair enough. On a scale of one to ten, how maverick are you? It's, it's, that's a really interesting question. I mean, if if um, Every time I'm asked on a one to ten, I, I would never put myself as ten because you could always push yeah. further. Yeah. You can always be a bit, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not living the most outrageous of lives. That you know, I'm breaking. You know, I know people who just say, you know what, my kid, <laughs> one of my friends down here I met this year. Yeah. One of his, one of his kids, he's, he's Austrian, yeah. read 
um, a Mary Edding book about Lyme Regis. And off the back of this, they moved here for a year. Fair enough. With, with no job, nothing to do, you know. Yeah. Um, just a, a complete on a whim type thing. I know other people just say, you know what, I'm going to be sustainable for you. I'm not going to use any electricity. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. spend any money. That's pretty out there, Maverick. Okay. I don't do, I don't do that. Okay. So I couldn't be a 10. No. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm hoping it, it's, it feels more like an 8. Okay, eight's good. Eight is very good. Yeah. Okay, what advice would you give to someone who feels they're a maverick, yeah, so that they can ensure they can actually be as best a maverick as they could possibly be? What would be your advice to them? Um, I, I think that the, the single most important ingredient in being a maverick is belief. Yes. That, that's basically it, because... When you do stuff, it's not always going to work. It can't always work, by yeah. definition. Yeah. Therefore, you've got to believe in yourself and pick yourself up and try it again. Okay. Final question, and then we can have a chat, is sure. what would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you? probably what's your biggest ambition now brilliant I'll put that in right what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch the voice recorder off now because that's the end of the interview and just get to know each other if that's okay 